Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Hi, and welcome to episode 43 of Mud Her, season two of Rewriting the Mother Code podcast. So today, this episode is going to bring to focus mothering, as always, you know, some lens that we want to look at mothering ourselves, what it looks like to rewrite the mother code. And today I want to speak into and be with Simone Biles and the example she's been, the just heroine that she's been and what I can and hoping together, you know, we can draw from the model that she's been and everything that she has represented in this 2021, simply kind of crazy still Olympics that we've had. So in case you don't know, I will give a very brief background on what what transpired. I don't know if, if you're like me, you don't always hear even some of the top news. But if you've been following the Olympics at all, you will have heard about Simone Biles, by far the most extraordinary woman gymnast that there ever has been. And she has been in the forefront, I think, from about age 16. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this, but I do want to give us a little bit of a sense of who she is and where she came from. And then from there, you know, talk about what it takes, what it looked like for her to make the choice that she did to actually withdraw from the Olympics. 
So I want us to kind of dig into that and then, you know, look for ourselves. Uh, You know, I'm going to share a little bit myself about expectations and, you know, what I'm learning and seeing from her example. And then hopefully, you know, we all can walk away, you know, thinking more broadly, thinking more expansively around self-care, around self-mothering and, you know, what it takes to really actually do it and what happens when you do. So back to Simone, it was expected to go into these Olympics and uh, set new records, you know, the clear favorite in the gymnastic all around and, you know, really expected to lead the team and, and, you know, be there and, you know, do the job that everyone expected of her given her exceptional, exceptional uh, talent and creativity in the sport, you know, in what, what this is. But this particular Olympics became much, much more for her than that. Her realizing that, you know, as an elite athlete, her voice can be heard. And, you know, gosh, like her being willing, you know, to come out and realize that she was also, you know, one of the uh, victims to the abuse that went on for a very long time in American gymnastics. And I don't want to, you know, kind of pretend to give every knowledgeable detail on that, but to have had you know, someone in the field that was supposed to be, you know, the doctor taking care of all of these girls, but found guilty on many, many counts of, you know, physical and emotional abuse on them. And for her to surrender and open up to the fact that she was one of those victims and that she could have a voice in this. And it really became one of the main reasons, you know, her fuel in this particular Olympics that, you know, that she was there not, you know, necessarily representing American gymnastics. You know, she was there, you know, showing, you know, the world that, you know, this wasn't okay, that, you know, she still would compete, but not to pay homage, you know, to an organization that let her and so, so many other young girls down in about the most horrific way you can imagine. You know, so her speaking out on all of this, her continuing to put her body through immense pain, you know, to become a top athlete like this and to become you know, someone who could do some of the unimaginable, you know, in her field. I think I read that, you know, there have been at least four new skills, new maneuvers that that she introduced, you know, because nobody had done them before. Just this creative, energetic, you know, beautiful woman in the sport who at the same time is very aware that as years go by, it's taking a huge toll on her body, but she persists, you know, and keeps going with that. And where do you draw the line? You know, where, where does one draw the line on their physical and mental well-being, you know, while in competition after competition, and then, you know, the whole world looking to her, a country looking to her to, you know, expect to represent us, no matter how you feel, you know, no matter what's going on for you emotionally and physically. So she's coming in, you know, she, you know, has suffered a myriad of of physical issues, but also, you know, during the trials lost someone very close to her and aunt and, you know, was up against just tremendous, tremendous upset, pressure, physical wear and tear. And so when she got to the Olympics and while she was flipping through the air, making many, many spins, she lost her directionality. It's something in gymnastics world called twisties, where you don't know where you are. 
and you can't tell, you know, where you're at. So it's incredibly dangerous. It increases risk of injury many, many fold. And, you know, the risk becomes enormous when this starts to happen. So she withdrew and she's quoted as saying, we also have to focus on ourselves because at the end of the day, we're human too. And I think that's what starts to happen with these athletes, right? We start seeing them as super people, you know, like not human anymore. And, you know, gosh, darn it, you know, win the goal for us while we sit in our living rooms, you know, overweight and, you know, not even exercising. But yeah, you go out there, practically kill yourself. And if you dare think about your health and well-being, protecting, you know, yourself, then you're letting us down. You know, you're letting your country down. It almost sounds ridiculous to say it. And just because many, many have done it before you and many, many, you know, were not willing to step aside or speak up about it or, you know, make a different choice in the moment doesn't mean that you can't or that it's not possible. You know, she goes on to say, so we have to protect our mind and our body rather than just go out there and do what the world wants us to do. Amen. Right. And isn't that true at some level for all of us? Now, you know, I'm not even going to pretend to know the pressure, the intensity, the hard work, the, you know, giving up everything of a normal teenage life to put this, you know, and develop uh, a talent and then use that talent and rise to the top of a field. Certainly have not done anything remotely like that, but it does bring things up for me. It's something I would want in something like this, not just to have opinions about should she have or shouldn't she have taken herself out of the race. She certainly was for the most part, acclaimed for it, which is amazing and so wonderful. Certainly there are naysayers. Certainly there are those, you know, that have come out and said, you know, well, she should do it just like everybody else does. And -and so-and-so, you know, did their event with a broken ankle and, you know, that's what you do. Right. Well, who says, right? We're not at war here, you know, and that's just a whole nother topic of, of what we expect and put people through, you know, in a war. I mean, it's absurd, really, but we're not there. You know, this is, these are games. These are competitions. You know, this is not going to make USA great. All it does is reflect that we're willing as Americans to put ourselves, practically kill ourselves to win at something. So that all being said, you know, how can we relate? You know, what is it? What does it mean to me, for example, to what it's kind of like my story around expectations? It's really had me thinking about that. Right. What was expected of me? Well, I can tell you that actually very little and I don't know actually anything at this point about Simone's story as far as, you know, the the caregivers that raised her, I believe was her grandmother and grandfather. I do know that, you know, when she was exposed to gymnastics, it was apparent very early on that she was gifted. So, you know, however that came about for her, as far as is it something she put herself fully into, what kind of expectations slash encouragement did she receive from her grandparents, from her caregivers. I know for me, the only thing I was really expected to be good at was how I looked, you know, that I was dressed well, that I looked good, really mainly in my mother's eyes, you know, to the world, but really stopped pretty much as far as, you know, my physicality and, 
you know, that I would always have myself put together well, you know, how I thought, how well I did it, any of my other activities. From my mother's perspective, you could take it or leave it. And for me, anytime something got very difficult, you know, where I was showing promise and some talent in some arenas like ballet and then track and field. But once it came to the rigor of more challenging training, I didn't have the stamina. And Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. when I was up against, you know, myself in those ways, I'd say I come to my mom. I, I don't even know if I talked to my dad about it, but when I'd come to my mom saying, I just don't think I want to do this anymore. It's too hard. And she was always like, okay, you know, yeah, I totally agree. And never an encouragement or, hey, let's stick it through a little bit longer or what kind of support would you need? And let's be curious about why you want to quit. Quitting always came very easy to me. And I would at, 
at various times put expectations on myself. I would say in kind of spotty ways, do really well at things, you know, enough to get a good education, you know, have always a good solid career and marry and have two kids and have a doctorate. I mean, you know, those are in some instances very big deals, but there's times I've dreamed about more or thought, you know, other things were possible. And I just, when it would get hard, I just, you know, always wanted to give up. And it was only by putting people in my life that held a bigger vision for me and, you know, my coaches and really surrounding myself with friends that are more encouraging in that ally sort of way that are going to tell you the truth or tell you when you're kind of bagging out on the whole thing versus challenging yourself, really staying in it. So for me, you know, I felt very handicapped by the lack of expectations and, you know, there's a certain grit and stamina that I didn't build out of that. So I, can't say I have any experience like Simone where, you know, you just keep building the expectations just get higher and higher and the stage gets bigger and bigger with so many people like looking to you to perform, you know, to, to do this thing that, you know, you've done so well at and to disappoint and to risk that disappointment. I mean, of course, anytime you put yourself out there in a competition, you know, you may disappoint through putting out your all, but somebody does better, right? But this was very different to say that I'm not going to compete because it's not safe for me right now. It's not healthy for me right now. And the best thing that I can do is to take care of myself in that way. And, you know, for us to know that within ourselves and know where that line is, sure, sometimes, you know, the right choice may be to go for it because that's what's right for you in your development, in you know, what you've been up against in your life and where you're at at that given moment, you know, what is going to make the difference for you? What's going to make the most sense for you to carry forward? And clearly, you know, for Simone who had proven herself over and over again, you know, to be the top of her field, it would have been, you know, only by a fluke that if, you know, things were different and, you know, she was in a place to go on that the likelihood of her winning was huge, right? Like it's never a given, you know, I mean, it does, I don't mean to take away from the pressure of it, but she was so exceptional that it's that, but, you know, she found her line. And I think that has happened for many before her, but felt the cost was too high. They weren't willing to live with the potential consequences of making that choice. And the fact that Simone, as a woman in a hugely stressful and all eyes upon you field, was willing to say yes to herself and no to the pressure is so huge. You know, to me, that just expands the honoring, you know, of feminine values to work that hard at something. And, you know, the expectation is all about the winning of the medal is, you know, I've been speaking about in some of my other podcasts, the masculine value. It has a value, certainly, but not at the expense of our being, not at the expense of our well-being, you know, not in harmony with our intuition and knowing what's right for us to be able to make that sort and to have gone through as much as she's gone through and be able to then have the fortitude to not just carry on with the expectation of the world and know that you can still be such a a huge inspiration and the inspiration she is to 
you know, girls and young women and young black women and to me, you know, and to, you know, everyone that she has stepped forth and come out and been a model for, you know, I just can't say enough. I give her just such tremendous respect and I'm so, so, so inspired. So if we think about it, you know, and I'd love for you to kind of look at what were expectations like in your upbringing? You know, did you have super high, what felt like, you know, unattainable and the elusive perfection? It's a fictive goal, according to Alfred Adler, something we can never meet, but it allows us to kind of rise above what he considered our automatic inferiority as little beings into superiority, you know, so it it has a certain purpose and drive for us, but we have to know its limitations, right? And I think that what is something Simone is showing to us that there is no such thing as perfection. So, you know, where did you fall in that arena? You know, were there just kind of unrealistic expectations? You know, were there any expectations placed on you? Because in that healthy sense, you know, we want to have just enough like kind of push and encouragement and an expectation to sometimes go beyond that, what we think we can do or what we're capable of and stretch and grow and try and know that we have that in us. And then at the same time, you know, be empowered to know I don't have to get to a breaking point to say no, I can. And it's a hundred percent okay to make that choice for whatever reason feels right to us that we have the wherewithal within us. And, you know, have you ever made you know, choices just to fit in or get the accolades from those around us at a high cost, you know, or like me at times, you know, given up and not known what I'm capable of or what might be possible for me and whether it's physical or mental. And, you know, for me, knowing that the times that I have stretched myself beyond have been incredibly rewarding, you know, getting my doctorate was, you know, right up there and one of the most rewarding things as far as going into the territory that I didn't think was possible for me. And I did that with encouragement and, you know, a certain expectation that I could, right? So I think us being in those questions, you know, and staying away from the like, did she do the right thing or not? And kind of putting ourselves and projecting onto her, trying to like act like we know anything about what she's experienced. You know, there's only a small amount that have any idea what it's like to be under the pressure that that she was and has been under. So, you know, I think it can be easy to, to look outside of ourselves and make judgments when we don't know her experience. I won't, I will never know her experience, but I'm grateful And I kind of want to leave us there. I'm grateful for the inspiration that she's been to me for, you know, her willingness to step out of the box and really lead in a, in a feminine way, you know, lead for all women, for women of color and really become a next level of greatness, you know, an addition of greatness that, you know, went beyond any medal that she could have came away from the Olympics with. So I think I'll leave us there. And as always would love any of your comments, whether it's an Instagram or, you know, comments on the podcast and, you know, letting me know kind of what you took away and where you're at with this topic. All right, thanks so much. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, 
but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.